Hi, everyone. It's Gracie with Self-Care with Gracie, and I'm here today doing a little bit of a, a multitask podcast, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to lay that out in a way that makes sense. So I'm, I'm here with uh, a, a couple of women that are, are doing some really interesting business practices, and they're both women that I've worked with in my self-care work, and it's, um, I've, I've been working with Caroline Henderson, who lives in the Bay Area. She still in Washington, D.C., around um, doing some marketing. And we get on the phone with each other, and we have these really beautiful conversations around, like, what, what's most important in my life and what I'm most excited by. And, and then by the end of an hour, we come up with an extremely dynamic marketing idea. Um, I'm going to be doing a whole campaign in this next month called Liberate Your Love, which is about how to use the Ayurvedic framework in order to really work through repressed emotions like anger and get into the energy of our heart. And I'm going to talk about Beyonce and a lot of other great things. And, and that came from just a very organic, enjoyable conversation with Caroline. And those of you who, who follow my work know that I'm really excited about the feminine business principle of like, what is it to really bring our feminine values into business and how do we create, you know, packages that, that, that really we can earn money from and that we can spread uh, more of these things that have, have not been traditionally given a place in business. So with that in mind, I, I started a pilot program helping women who want to create really authentic feeling businesses for themselves based on like their, their own talents and their own, their own story and being able to share that out. And one of these amazing women, her name is Michelle Keegan, and she started a podcast called Your Single We Get It, which is about creating spaces and conversation about what it is to be consciously single. And I've been a panelist on a couple of the really incredible conversations and uh, I think very needed at this time and place in our culture. This last week, Michelle launched, she had a, a really great write-up in the Huffington Post and launched her website. So I, when I was thinking about like, well, I want to be able to like connect Caroline and Michelle, but maybe this podcast would actually be interesting for other people. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring these two ladies on the line and turn it over to them and, and let this be a conversation between them. You might hear me butt in every now and again just to, to point something out. But what I'd love you as the listener to keep in mind is that, um, that this is the, the feminine principle at work, that, like, that being able to like, put yourself out there in the world and market yourself, and it doesn't have to be these like, weird, sleazy things, that like, it actually can be just a beautiful co-creative connecting process. So that's, that's the real reason why we're here together today. So with that, I'm going to introduce Caroline first. So hi, Caroline. How are you doing? Hey, Gracie. I'm good. I, you're so good at introducing things. I love how you weave it all together. I was like, I'm not really sure how she's going to make that a concise, but you did it. <laughs> I did it. I just take a deep breath beforehand and just pray. So <laughs> thank you, though. Oh, um, and then Michelle Keegan, hello. Thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. It, well, you've been doing so much podcast hosting lately, so is it, is it cool to be on someone else's podcast? Yeah, it's my first time on somebody else's podcast. <laughs> it feels like a valuable experience to be on the other end of this. So, this yeah, awesome. totally. right. and it's really nice to not have to be like leading the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's specifically why I enjoy being on your podcast, too. I'm like, I don't have to figure out how to wrap this all up at the end. So that's great. Well, I want to just let you ladies dive in from here. I'm Caroline, I'm assuming you'll, you'll start by 
by kicking it off, but um, you might just hear me uh, pipe in. But other than that, I'm going to turn it over to you, Caroline. Great. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for that beautiful introduction. And I love that we can just have a conversation and let this flow, and that's what Gracie and I do when we are coming up with her marketing strategies, and that's what I'd love to do with you, Michelle. Um, maybe just to give you a little more background on me, just since you're like taking a leap of faith and having this conversation with a stranger. Um, I, my background is in online marketing and communications, um, mostly with uh, advocacy work around climate change issues. And I made a change to working, uh, working with pre-adolescent girls a year ago. And so now I am using that skill set uh, to do work that really resonates with me, like what Gracie is doing with Beautiful Life Self-Care. And I love your, um, the concept of your podcast as a, well, striving to be conscious single person. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious just to hear more about um, what your project is about and what motivated you to start it and where you're at with it right now. All right, sounds great. Um, so the name of my project is Your Single, We Get It. And it really was started out of it was an offshoot of my personal journey. So when I first started working with Gracie, she and I worked together one-on-one. -on -one. one of my biggest goals was to be fully happy and content with my life regardless of my marital and dating status because I was actually, even though outwardly I was projecting a lot of happiness and a lot of confidence, and, and you know, it's not like I was miserable, but like it really, being a single really affected me and it was a struggle for me. And so working with Gracie, I was able to, you know, change some things in my life that made me feel a lot happier. But one thing that I just wanted was more people in my life who understood my experience and my journey. And as you get older, you know, I'm turning 37 tomorrow, um, is that, you know, a lot of your friends get coupled up. And so your network of single friends um, gets smaller. So, and I love building community and I love bringing people together. So I just kind of put all of that together. It's like I want to have more conversations about the single experience that, that's beyond the dating and marriage questions. Like, that's, that's covered. There's a lot of that out there. Um, but, you know, what is it like, you know, there's so many things that being single affects in your life, and so let's have conversations around that. Let's take the shame out of being single. Let's be able to give our non-single people in our lives kind of language and lenses of how to look at our lives and how to talk to us about, or how, you know, maybe some things not to say that aren't very helpful. Um, but then also to bring people together um, on an online forum, but also I hope some of my ideas outside of the podcast will be ways to bring people together in person so they can expand and have a bigger network of folks who understand their journey. Mm, that's beautiful. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. Um, so did I did I understand correctly that you – you were in law and you left your job to go all in on your single, we get it? Yeah, so I've been a lawyer for the past eight years. And I've actually, I mean, 
Well, no, it's fine to say. Like, I've I've had some really pre- worked with some very prestigious firms and had a great clerkship. And yeah, I just realized like it's not life giving to me. And I think that this is really important work that I want to do. And I think is there's this need in the space in our society for it. So yeah, July first is my last day, and you know we're gonna take the jump in and see what happens. Mm. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's really brave. And thank you that you're doing something that is life-giving for you. Yeah, it feels so good. Hmm. So um, you've launched this podcast. You have you've started telling the world about it, and you have this idea for uh, workshops that bring people together in person. And it sounds like you're still kind of figuring out the details about your business model or how to monetize it. Um, what's, what would you say is like the next goal or priority or focus on your horizon for, for your single We Get It? Hmm. Well, I think, I think I'm going to answer with three things. Um, one is to, you know, I just launched the podcast last week, so Expanding the reach of the podcast um, is one goal. A second goal is to, um, well, all right. So, all right, you you want me to focus? Okay, because <laughs> I'm, I'm like actually I have four goals. <laughs> That's um, okay. You should yeah, okay. share whatever. I'm just I just want to get a little more information on where your head's at right now. Okay, so a second goal is I want to find ways to bring people together, whether it's a monthly potluck or a monthly volunteering opportunity in, you know, maybe various cities, D.C., Chicago, San Francisco, New York, wherever, where people just have the opportunity to actually be in the space where it's like, okay, here are other people who are single who might understand my journey, and it's like a dating-free, pickup, pickup line, zone-free space, right? Like, there's, there's no dating that should happen there, because I wouldn't want to show up at an event like that and kind of... Like, I want to be there to meet people who are going to understand my journey. I'm not looking for a dating thing at that, with that context. So looking to figure out how to do that, um, looking to do workshops where, for me, it was just really powerful to have, to go through this journey where I was able to create a life that is, like, 80% happier now than it was a year and some change ago. Um, and so I think that I can help people, like, with some of those building blocks to enhance the enhance their single life, right? So some workshops around that. Um, and the fourth one is connected. Um, I kind of envision this online platform where it can help people. Once you go to that potluck or that volunteering opportunity, um, you can come back and it almost be like a Match.com meets Facebook, but you know, not, not for dating purposes, where it's like, okay, well, I'm at Gracie at this event, and she seemed kind of cool, so I'll connect with her there. And then maybe I'm going to say, I'm looking to go kayaking on Friday, and maybe I'll put it out to the entire DC community who's on this site and say, does anybody want to come with me? Or maybe I'll just reach out to people that I've connected with a little bit at various events and say, do you want to come with me? Um, So there would be a lot of individuality in the way that you're able to connect with people or what you offer people um, information about yourself on that site. But I think that platform could be a really useful way to help bring people together um, in in person, in a way that takes out the like 
the the concern about like I don't know if I show up at this event, I don't know who's going to be there. Like I, I want to know a little bit more about the people who I'm going to show up with. Mm. Wow. Um, I just want to say I think it's so refreshing that you are creating a project where being single is not um, like a state where what you're offering is is like a solution to that state or like a way of getting out of it because <laughs> I, I just can't think of any examples of things that, that don't. You know, like dating sites are all about not being single anymore. Um, and I, I'm hearing that what, what's really important to you about the types of connections that people have through your workshops or through a platform or um, bringing people together that you want people to feel like they can be vulnerable and, and experience like really meaningful connections with one another without having it necessarily be about um, like finding their life partner or something. Would you Absolutely. say is that, is that kind of the intent? Absolutely, yeah. I want to help people like feel understood and kind of, yeah, be vulnerable, not feel the shame, and enjoy their lives a lot more, you know, without having mm. this, like, you need to be, like, there's, there's nothing wrong with you because you're single, right? And I think <laughs> our society tells us that. Um, and mm. so just to provide a counterpoint to that. Yeah, wow. Cool. Okay, well, I like that you are thinking about all of those ways that you want to expand this, and I, I'm, I'm sensing that you have a lot of energy and um, some really colorful visions here. So, yay, that's exciting. Um, yeah, I definitely so have a lot of energy. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I think that's really important to have early on, so the fact that you have it is, is a good thing. Um, if, if you were thinking just the next, like, I don't know, even two to four weeks of working on this project, what's, what's on your, what's top of mind for you? Um, there's two things. One is expanding the reach of the podcast so more people know about it and can start engaging with your single We Get It through the podcast. And second is um, I am working on putting together a first workshop where I offer here in Washington, D.C. Um, for some folks around maximizing their single experience. Mm. Cool. Okay, so expanding the reach of your podcast and um, you're putting together this workshop your first workshop in D.C.? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know when is that going to be? Uh, you know, I don't have a date set. I was thinking maybe end of July would be give a little bit more time for the, the reach of the podcast to expand, for people to become a little bit more familiar, or more people to become familiar with what your single we get it is and is trying to do. Um, but end of July like, would still be pretty early on, I think, in the, the life cycle of Obviously, we get it. So it's probably pretty early, but I think that's okay. I think I can temper my expectations and offer it and see what happens. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, and then for the podcast, did I also hear that you're, you're also looking to connect with potential panelists for the 
to the podcast? Yeah, so the way that the podcast is organized is that every episode is a panel discussion, and the panel rotates with every episode. I mean, I'm a constant on there. Um, but, yeah, what the goal is is to bring together, you know, a lot of different perspectives on the single experience. And so by having a variety of different people, you know, be panelists on it, um, it, it, helps us, it helps us do that. Cool. Okay, um, and this is maybe just more for, to indulge my own curiosity, but what are the kinds of things that you want to share with people in your workshops? Like what are, what are the ways that you have created a happier life for yourself that you want to share with other people? Well, I'm still working on it, but some early brainstorming around that has been, um, and I wouldn't organize necessarily the workshop in this order. I think if we you know, thoughtful about the order that you do it, but um, certainly something around vulnerability. Um, for me, that was not something that I was very good at, particularly with my, my thoughts about being single. And so I've been able to develop a couple of friendships where I'm really vulnerable about the, my single journey and they're vulnerable back with me. And that has been really helpful for me and transformative, really. Um, and so something around cultivating a couple of relationships or finding a group where, you know, you can, you can be really honest about your single journey and, you know, picking the right people too, right, to, to share that with. Um, so one thing around that. Um, another thing around, like, creativity, um, because I think so many people can get caught up in, just a day-to-day life that's very ho-hum. And then when you're single on top of that, it really, for me, exacerbated that. So finding things that really just make you feel so joyful and so passionate and so creative and sitting down and really brainstorming ways to put those, build those into your life and not like, you know, every three months I go hiking if being out in nature is something that's really life-giving to me, but finding ways to do that um, more often. And another thought that I had was, um, oh, right. So thinking about something that happens in more of your day-to-day life or the time or space in your day-to-day life that, that feels lonely, right, that feels really hard, and thinking about ways that you can make that feel, like, not lonely, feel good or feel rewarding or feel comforting. Like for me, getting up and going to bed was, was really lonely, lonely times of the day. And I had like, you, there was nothing good about it for me. And so changing that, and especially with waking up, now the way that I wake up is so lovely. I really, really like it. And I don't feel lonely. I don't even think, that, think about the fact that I'm single when I wake up anymore. How are you going to bed? So I, I used to be, because I'm, I'm traditionally not a morning person, so I would wake up and, like, I'm running out the door, I'm late, I feel stressed, I feel pressure, like, I didn't spend good time with my cat, so I feel like a shitty cat mama, and just, like, everything's just, like, ugh, right? So I decided first I'm going to stop rushing. So I had to start to wake up earlier, which is hard, so I gave myself, I gave myself like, 45 minutes to wake up in the morning, and um, I have a little hot water heater by my bedside, as decadent as it sounds, but it gets even more decadent. 
Um, and I turn that on when I'm, like, still kind of sleepy, and I cut myself up some pillows. And then after I drink my coffee, I have my little French press, all <laughs> my bedside people do. So I make myself a little cup of coffee. And then I drink my cup of coffee, and then my cats have routines with me, and we start to play. And then I get on the mat that's at the bottom of my bed, like, you know, at the, at my, the foot of my bed. And I do these stretches that make me feel really good. And, um, and then, you know, I get my shower, and I make some food in the morning, and then I ride my bike to work. And... You know, I've been up for two hours at that point, and, like, I'm just happy. Yeah. yeah. I just oh have God. to butt in. This is Gracie, and I just have to butt in and just say, like, as your self-care coach, I just, I'm, like, grinning ear to ear right now. It's just really <laughs> exciting to, to hear how, how all that is flowing for you. It's so, it's so great. Yeah, and, like, completely different than when you first met me, right? <laughs> I, from what you told me, it seems a little bit different, and it's just it feels yeah. I feel the joy, and when you talk about it, it's not it's not this like obligation. It's really it's same thing with like oh I have to like be single. It's sort of like the energy that I feel like is coming from your podcast is like mm-hmm. not this like horrible thing I have to get up, in, but it's like how do you find the joy in something that you know maybe before was joyless? So I just wanted to point mm-hmm. out that I, I feel some energy mm-hmm. around that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, it seems like what you're talking about here is making, well, okay, to take a step back, I think sometimes there's this habit that people have, or at least I know I have around like waiting to indulge or waiting to experience joy when you're with other people or um, seeking that out from other people. And I just love Mm -hmm. that your like daily morning routine is like, it's like what, what couples do on Saturday morning, you know, like that we kind of keep to Saturday and then the rest of our lives sort of drag ourselves out of bed. And the fact that you're doing that every day for yourself is really empowering. And I think there's like an entitlement to joy that, that seems like it's, um, is running through both your morning routine and also just your relationship to being single. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I hadn't thought about that in contrast of like the Saturday morning, but yeah, it's just like, yeah, I want I want my days to start off on a really great note, and that does it for me. And yeah, 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 because there's something freeing about like giving yourself permission to just enjoy your morning. Yeah, and I think definitely as a single person, like. Um, yeah, like you were saying, finding ways and giving yourself permission to experience joy without necessarily needing it from somebody else. And before, um, just a little earlier today, I was talking to um, one of my fellow, uh, one of the women who's also in this business group with me that Gracie's leading about um, how singles can really experience celebrations, especially since... um, you know, often we're not celebrated, right? Um, in our culture, we usually leave that to our partner to say, oh, it's your birthday, I'm going to celebrate you, or oh, you got a new job, or here's our new house. And so talking about how we can, you know, start moving the conversation and shifting culture a little bit in the way that singles should experience celebrations and should be celebrated. And, you know, how it might look a little different than it does for coupled up people, but that's okay. And, like, how can we do that? Mm. Yeah, I love it. Great. Okay. Um, well, I feel like I've 
I'm getting like I'm getting the energy and the flavor of what you're doing right now, and it's it's feeling alive for me. So this is good. Um, good. What can you describe for me? Like what what, are you, what would you say are your greatest needs and challenges around this project right now? Like what what are the things that you keep like running through in your mind about what's next? Uh, most immediately, you know, I don't really know anything about marketing or PR and so, or really even how to effectively use social media to, like, I don't know how to expand the reach so more people can get plugged into the podcast, which I think is really the first hook. And so, you know, we had this um, great article in the Huffington Post blog, um, and we've had about... 215 people, I think when I checked yesterday, who had liked that article, which is great. Um, I've posted five episodes, and I think we're getting close to 600 downloads total, which is great. Um, but certainly, like, that momentum is flowing, and I don't, you know, the Facebook page isn't terribly active. We have a bunch of likes, like, I think maybe about 500 or so likes of the page. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know how to turn that up. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think that even people who do this work for a living, there's this kind of, like, we spend so much time looking for, like, the golden, what do you call it, the silver bullet, the, or the solution that's the, like, thing that, is the difference between, you know, what they're doing and what we're doing. Um, I just want to say 600 downloads in your first five podcasts is a lot. That's that's great. Thanks. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot. You know, I wanted to second that too. This is Gracie. I just, that, and like, I think you have more Facebook page likes than I do, and I've been doing this for a few years. So just, just they're not small feats that you have. <laughs> From my perspective. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, although I'm not trying to be a saboteur here, but what I'll say is that, you know, when you post five episodes, we get 600 downloads. That could be the same 125 people who listen to all five of them. Um, sure. And that's, then with, that's still 125 people. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, I think part of the, um, like on my Facebook page, you know, I know compared to Gracie's where it's more conversational, there's not a lot of conversation happening on my page, and part of me wonders if that is in part because people feel uncomfortable, or if it's just like it's just not alive and running yet. I don't know. Yeah, I like that you're that you have an instinctive focus not just on the sheer number of people, uh, but like the quality of the conversation. Because I think early on that's really important, and it's I mean reach is important too, and it's. I totally understand that instinct because I, I have it too and I've always had it of like, how do we reach more people? Because it's important and also a great way to continue growing is just to have quality, meaningful conversations with the community that you have right now because that's, that's what you're about, right? You're about absolutely authentic, meaningful connections with people. So like, I think the fact that you have, you know, 500 Facebook fans or 125 listeners gives you a great starting point to really cultivate 
those meaningful conversations and cultivate some connections and then see how that can contribute to more growth. Yeah, but I don't know how to get, like I can get people on my panel for the episodes, but the conversation isn't happening. Like, people aren't leaving comments or if I post kind of a question, they're not engaging. And so, you know, I need to, I could use some help figuring that out, mm. how to cultivate yeah. that conversation. So can I ask you, what's, um, what would you say is your main objective or, like, purpose around having a Facebook page? I want people to be able to feel like they can connect to the conversation that they just listened to on the episode so they can react to it, they can offer their experiences or their insights, and other community members can react to it too. Like, because I think that so many people want to feel that community, and so hopefully we'll get people to have a bigger community in person, but in the, in the interim, creating a more, you know, an online community where people can share their voice, and their voice can be heard, their ideas can be heard, and, you know, people can react to it. Cool. Yeah, I love it. I'm kind of seeing, like, these expanding ripples of, like, you know, having this really rich conversation in the podcast and then giving people the opportunity to, to discuss it together and then bringing people together in person and creating those connections. So I like, I like that that's the way that you're orienting around this. Cool. Um, yeah, I like the visual of the ripples. Yeah. So cool. I think you're actually, I mean, because I think a lot of companies or organizations just start a Facebook page because they think they should have one and not because they're interested in having conversations or creating community or anything. So I think the fact that, like, that's your mission is will work to your favor. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So maybe can we just have, like, a um, – can you give me – like one prompt or one like little snippet of a conversation that happened in a podcast recently? Um, okay, so the most recent one that we recorded was on intimacy and how as a single person you can experience intimacy. And um, let's see, I, Gracie can jump in on this too because she was on that panel. Um, I'm trying to think of a, of a good snippet. Um, it was a great conversation. This is Gracie. Um, I think what jumped out at me is just being like a consistent theme is like a willingness to stay with difficult emotions and a willingness to be vulnerable and like put yourself out there, which you know, it kind of did get wrapped a little bit back into relationships a, a little bit, but actually I, I I just thought that that was the theme that I left the conversation really like pondering over of like, wow, you know, to be in relationship with ourselves, we have to be willing to sit with some difficult emotions and to like want to have rich friendships. We have to deal with like conflict and, and that being really feeling like such a, an important part of intimacy. Mm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, I had that feeling when we recorded that and I was actually listening to it today for editing purposes and God, you know, like I love listening back to these episodes and I'm just like, there is 
so much goodness in here. But anyway, I'm getting I'm getting off track. So go ahead. Yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> it, that's good that you that you're getting something out of it too. Um, okay, so I'm gonna take this in a different direction, and then we'll come back to Facebook. Um, what do you know about the people who are downloading your podcast right now? Almost nothing. Um, I know the website that I use can give me some metrics on where they're located and if they are um, engaging through a desktop or a mobile device. Um, and I guess if I looked at the people who like my Facebook page, I could figure out some stuff, but I, I really don't know very much. Okay. And how are people getting to your podcast, or how are you promoting it right now? Um, so the, the piece in the Huffington Post blog was actually something that we placed. I worked with um, somebody who wrote the piece and somebody who helped me get it placed. Um, so I think maybe there was some traffic driven from there. Um, I had the Facebook page started for a couple of months before the launch, and there was you know, a bunch of page likes. So I don't know, maybe some people came from there. Um, and I think by virtue of having the nature of the episodes be panel discussions, there was a, um, a lot of sharing by the panelists. Ooh. So getting some of their networks. And then like I posted on my personal Facebook page as well. And so there was just, you know, a bunch of kind encouraging folks in my life who shared it and, you know, so I think those are those are really the only ways. And I, I'm really open to ideas on 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 how to figure out who's engaging and how to how to find the people that I think would want to engage. Yeah. Well I love that you're already getting this um I'm, I'm hearing that you're getting support from other from other women or from panelists or from the person that, that wrote this HuffPo piece, piece for you. Um, and that's, that's great. You're already, like, people are already excited to share this and um, feel like what you're doing resonates with them. So I think that's, that's great and something to build on. Um, and the fact that, you know, regardless of how it's being promoted, people are actually going and actually downloading and listening to the podcast is, is a good sign that you're doing something right. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you have to be reaching more, more than, you know, 150 or 500 people in order for that, uh, for 125 or however many people to be downloading the podcast. So I think you're probably reaching a fair amount of people. Um, so I'm wondering what do you know about the people on your Facebook page? Almost nothing. Okay. Um, do you know? I mean, this is this is an aside. I don't think that this is like, you know, super super important for you right now. But do you know about um, Facebook Analytics? So I get a little bit. Sometimes if I post an article, I'll do that like boost post thing and throw a few dollars at it, um, mm -hmm. and then it will tell me like how many people it reached and how many people engaged. So there's some there's some analytics around that, mm -hmm. but and then I get each week it says like how many people liked your page or whatever. I, I honestly don't look at those analytics very closely. I don't know if there's 
stuff that's useful in it or if there's additional mm-hmm. analytics that I could be finding? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's probably going to tell you stuff that you might already have a hunch about, but it might give you some useful information about, like, who, for example, who your target audience is or who your, who your actual audience is and if there's a difference there. Um, like, it'll tell you the gender split, the eight, like, age ranges, location, that kind of thing. It'll also tell you uh, what your most successful posts were in terms of engagement and reach. Um, yeah, and it, that's great that you're doing, um, you're already doing a little advertising by boosting your posts. And I think that could be a good way to um, generate more traffic to your page and to the, um, to the podcast as well. And just, you know, checking and seeing if it's something that's working for you. And, um, you know, are you, are you driving traffic? Are you reaching people? Um, I think that from what I'm hearing about your goal of expanding your audience with the podcast and wanting to have conversations around or wanting to include other women or other people in the conversation around what's being talked about on those podcasts, I think that Facebook is a great place to focus. And you could do something really interesting with how you cultivate those conversations or how you start those conversations. I have a few ideas, but I think you might also have some ideas just based on like what kind of conversations you've been having. The fact that you have panelists who are sharing the, the podcast on their own Facebook pages I think could be something interesting to play off of and maybe even getting them to to post on the Facebook page or to do um, to share your the things that you post on the the Facebook page or to, to even like just comment on them and kind of start the conversation that way um, I think there's some there's something there that that you could build on is is there anything coming up for you right now around that? I think the thing that comes up is you know I have a hard time asking people to do things, right? And so if somebody came and they were a panelist and they chose to share um, the post, like I'm really excited. But then for me to go back and say, you know, oh, hey, would you, I mean, I guess I totally could just say like, oh, hey, would you mind like commenting, you know, our episode is posted on the page. Would you mind sharing some comments or, you know, maybe expanding upon something that you said or you've thought about since then or, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Gracie. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say something that I keep thinking about here is um, one is that I I mean I think that what you're experiencing is is like something a lot of single people experience of like difficulty in asking for help. It's like oh I haven't fixed yeah. that thing because I don't want to ask someone else to come over and help me move it. It's it's like I think it's really the the problem that your podcast is trying to help with is this feeling that we have to be so self sufficient if we don't have one traditional romantic partner stable in our lives. So it, it just might be an interesting, because you've also talked about vulnerabilities being important, like it might be an interesting just thought to think about it, but what if you kind of shared your own struggle and then asked other people how they feel about it. And, and then another thought that keeps thinking coming to me is that just you have a really valuable resource right now and that you have a group of people who are going to be with you from the very beginning. And um, mm-hmm. 
and they can help you because like it was like something when I first started putting my stuff out on Facebook of like, okay, I think I want to start this business name. And I remember I was trying to decide between two different names and URLs, and I put it out, like, maybe someone will have an opinion. And by the end of the day, I had, like, 80 people respond to that thread. of like, this is what I think you should do. And I was like, whoa, people really have opinions. And so I, I just wonder if some of if you throwing some of the questions, like you being vulnerable and really asking these people for help, who I, I think it's just a really amazing way that to help these people the first ones who are like, I have to listen to this podcast and that energy and that enthusiasm is, is such a valuable resource that I think you want to connect to as well, but they might actually really want to help you. And then they'll feel very invested from the, the beginning of, of wanting to be a part and feeling like they are part of this community and wherever it goes direction wise. So that, mm. that is my two cents. I'm mm. going to mm. leave it over. Pass, pass to you guys. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and that's, yeah, continuing to be really vulnerable is it's hard. I have to dig down. You know, it's one thing to do it on a recording, which has been a hurdle for me, but then to then put it over into, you know, social media is, yeah, but I mean, I think that's what people want to connect with is, you, you know, the authentic question, the authentic struggle, and yeah, maybe I can try putting some posts up where I'm sharing a little bit more genuinely and, you know, looking for people to provide their, their thoughts and ideas to help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was great, Gracie. I'm really glad that you pointed that out. And, uh, okay, I have a, a few things are popping into my head right now. Um, well, first of all, I love that you're – looking at, like, what your role in this and what does it mean for you to be vulnerable and to share because I think that, you know, as the creator of this, you do have this um, this opportunity to, you know, create those prompts or kind of model the sort of vulnerability that you want to invite other people to, to practice. Um, and I actually I have a... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I have an idea that I'm going to say out loud, so I have some accountability around it. Um, so tomorrow's my birthday, and oh, my birthday is a hard day. Yeah, my birthday is a hard day for me. So I'm going to post about my birthday. I love it. Oh, that's, Emma, that's exactly what you were talking about celebrating. And what does it look like as a single person to celebrate, like, to celebrate yourself? Yeah, totally. So is that what you're going to do? <laughs> um, yeah, so I am going to celebrate tomorrow. Um, I was really delayed in making my plans. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to do it. And I have, you know, some plans made, and mm. that will feel much better than, you know, not having any plans for tomorrow. But, you know, my birthday is a charge day for me, and I think it is for a lot of single people. And so I am going to be brave. And even though, like, it's feelings that I'm not already comfortable with, um, I'll put it out there and, you know, and, and see how the community responds. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's great because, first of all, um, it is vulnerable to to say something like it's my birthday, and second of all, I think you're you're inviting people to 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 give to you by doing that, and it could be just in the form of like a little comment that says happy birthday, oh my gosh, or it could be um, someone feeling feeling like this is a very personal place and and wanting to open up about how their relationships with their birthdays have changed. So I think that's a beautiful way to start. All right, good. There's a plan. <laughs> um, the, okay, the, the other thing that was popping up for me was um, you have kind of a rotating list of panelists on your podcast, but a lot of weeks you'll have the same kind of handful of a panelist is that is that accurate? Um, there have been uh, some panelists who have been on multiple different episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly, that's a function of you know it's been until you launch until kind of your message gets out further. There's not quite as many people who are opting in, but also I think there are some people who just have really great perspectives to add to multiple conversations. So I'm really happy to have folks on multiple episodes. Um, but it's not like we have a list of 20 panelists, and those are the only 20 panelists that we rotate through. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, because I think that that, like the fact that you have some regular panelists who are invested enough to want to spend, you know, an hour more than once to to talk about this, I think is is great, and that's a resource. Um, okay. And you might, I mean, if there are like five or however many panelists that you feel are particularly invested, um, you might consider making them administrators on your Facebook page, and then they can actually post um, post to the page as well um, and invite their friends and um, it's, you know, it, I mean, it might just be purely symbolic, uh, but I, I think any way that you can invite them to be part of your team and to help you in cultivating the conversation and expanding your reach, I mean, they're already kind of doing that, but just giving them, making it almost more official. How do you feel about uh-huh. that idea? I really like it. The one thing that comes up for me with that is that some of them are entrepreneurs themselves, and so I worry about them feeling a little bit conflicted about what they're putting out to their network or how they're using the space to talk to their network. If they, if they want to use some of that space to talk about your single we get it or not, and like, there's no judgment around that, but I also want to be cognizant of like they're trying to grow and maintain and build their businesses, and I don't want to cut into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, this is Gracie. I just I have to jump in because I just think this is one of the most central things we need to look at and like practicing like more of the feminine principle in business. Is it's just like cause I have that fear all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna bring this like amazing. I just had this like amazing coach come on 
my podcast to talk about um, Nina Manolson and she talking about emotional eating and, and I was like, oh, it's so much of the work I do. And I had this conflicted feeling. I'm like, are my, all my potential clients going to go to her? And then, and then I just like really had to look at that. I was like, I just don't think that's true. I think that like there's so many great people doing great work out there. And I think that if we can all just get into the habit of supporting each other and promoting each other more, like I just, I don't see it taking away from our business. So I, I just think that cross-promotional cross marketing is such an interesting way to, to kind of fight through that fear-based like competition mentality. And I love it that it's like you're not feeling like they're encroaching on your territory, but you don't want to encroach on their territory, which is, just comes from such a good place. But I just don't think necessarily that's true. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because, I mean, you know, for folks who work in, a, in, a, in an industry or service that they're offering that's related to the topic, I'm very happy. Like, I encourage them to, at the end of the episode, tell people how you can get in touch with them and, like, please promote your business because I really believe all boats can rise. Um, but, yeah, so I'm not at all concerned <laughs> about the competition with me. But, um, but yeah, so that was, that was an interesting thing to mention. I mean, um, is there, like, one person or maybe two people who you would feel comfortable even just having that conversation with? Like, just as simple as, yeah. like, hey, I, I really, like, I want to keep talking about this with you and – um, how do you feel about, you know, posting to the Facebook page or, or like, even being someone who regularly posts? Is, um, are there people that you feel comfortable having that conversation with? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um, do you feel like you're at the point right now where you're ready to have that conversation? Yeah, I do. I think I need to do a little bit more thinking around what exactly my ask is. If it is like will you invite people to like the page or will you post, you know, regularly or, you know, when an episode of yours is featured, um, you know, I, I think I need to think a little bit more exactly what the ask is. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm ready to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, okay. So just to get really specific, let's take the um, – the last podcast that you did on experiencing intimacy, what was the thing that you, after listening to that podcast, left you like with that feeling of like, ah, I want to keep talking about this. Like, I want to know what people think about X. Was there, was there something that you took away from that 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 felt really alive for you? Um, yeah, I think the thing that was really, or at least kept me thinking afterward was how do I stay when it's hard? You know, I, I'm learning how to stay when it's hard when it's myself, but even still, I'm still learning that. But, you know, staying when it's really hard when, somebody, when it's somebody else involved, um, like I'm still thinking a lot about that. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. You know, whether it be a partner or a friend or you know, a colleague or whomever, like, I have a pretty big flight response. And so learning how to stay when it's hard when I don't have to. Um, mm. I'm thinking a lot about that. Yeah. Cool. So, okay, taking that as an example, what would it look like for you to have, to bring more people into that conversation, whether it's your panelists um, or 
people on your Facebook page, like how how would you want to continue that conversation? I mean, part of me does not want to continue it at all, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like the bigger part of me does. Um, and so I think it would be a leap for me to in, try and engage my Facebook community on it because they don't yet feel like community to me. Um, and so I, I'd rather basically just rejoin the panel and, <laughs> and have us and have be talking about it. Um, but that's not the forward direction. And so, but yeah, I do feel a little bit of resistance because that community, the Facebook community doesn't feel like the community yet to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I, I'm hearing that like, on the one hand, you're being really vulnerable and like this is, it's scary for you even to have this conversation. You're also recognizing that people in your Facebook community that you maybe never even met might also um, find it challenging to be that vulnerable. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also, I think it's cool that you are starting to think about bringing people together in person because I think that that might be a really powerful way to overcome some of that or like build, build on that. Um, like actually having those person-to-person connections. Is there yeah right now how like how do you want your like those offline and online conversations to relate to one another? I mean, I think having it start online makes it maybe easier for people to take the next step and then meet in person. And providing an event like a potluck or a volunteer opportunity or like the workshop where if the workshop is like 20 or 25 people, you can show up and like learn a little bit, do some brainstorming of your own, and then, oh, well, also you've met like 20 other people, right? And like maybe at least a few of them, you're like, I might really connect with you. And like maybe we're going to have coffee in the next couple weeks afterward. Um, yeah. um, yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So I think that just to circle back to like your the role that you're playing here in modeling vulnerability and um, like creating the conditions for people to share. I love I love this idea of posting about your birthday, and I also wonder if this is like an opportunity for you to ask for some support of like even just talking to people on your panel about like or tag like you could even tag them in your post and like ask for their input or even ask your friends, like single friends that you have created relationships with, you know, because like I think even if you haven't done your workshop yet, you still you've already started the work of building community in like actual relationships because you're doing that in your own life. So is that something that you can draw on to, to like make some fertile ground on your Facebook page? Yeah, you know, I already have like a list of of community members that email about like the upcoming panels and ask their, you know, ask them questions and stuff. And I totally feel like I could email them and just say like, hey, I would really like the conversation to be 
I really appreciate your help in trying to get the conversation moving on the Facebook page. I think for some people, they still want some anonymity. Um, like they're, they're, not, they're not ready for somebody to be able to see their name associated with those comments. And so I totally respect that. Um, but I also think that I can put the ask out there, and if they're not comfortable, that's fine. And I think that there will be some folks who you know, will be happy to contribute some comments. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I also, I mean, it's easy to get and hard not to get bogged down by, like, talking about the specifics of, like, likes and comments and shares and everything. But really, like, the more important thing here that I'm hearing for you is having meaningful conversations and bringing new people into those conversations. And so, like, keeping that front and center when you ask people, I think will probably feel more authentic for you and also for other people. It's like it's not about you're asking them to do something or to share something. It's about this is a relationship that matters to you and a conversation that matters that you want them to be part of, right? Yeah, I mean, so much. And after the... After our launch and there was the article in the Huffington Post blog, I pretty quickly was like overcome with this anxiety and pressure about how, how to capitalize on this momentum and how to get more downloads and more likes and whatever. And then I sat with it and it was like, okay, that's not the most meaningful metric to me. The meaningful, like what this is all about is about these individual conversations and these connections and these meaningful experiences and and communications and so that's where I, I like those metrics matter yeah. right and like I should yeah. have some attention to them but you know the most important thing is not the number of downloads and the number of likes and the number of comments it's, it's really about fostering this really meaningful conversation and so I've decided to put my greatest focus although not exclusively right um, on just like fostering those conversations mm. yeah yeah, they say um, with social media, all those other metrics are they're vanity metrics. Like that's um, I used to work for a startup, and it's and that was you know the bane of everyone's existence. It's really easy to focus on the likes and everything because we can count them yeah. and they're quantifiable, and like we're kind of told that that's the most important thing. But yeah, you're right. It's it's the quality of those conversations. And that's ultimately what's going to drive your growth and make this marketable or profitable. So um, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the, the amount of realness in, your, in what you're doing, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of real here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else, what's... Uh, how are you feeling right now about just the, that, uh, you know, your, what's on the horizon for you and bringing more people to your podcast and growing your Facebook page? How, how's it all feeling right now? You know, I feel like I feel comforted and that I have a few concrete steps to take next that feel very doable to me, and I can see how they're going to build. They're, gonna, they're stepping stones for me. And so I feel like I can implement a bunch of these this coming week, you know, and, and that seems very doable. And we'll see 
what happens, and then we'll take the next step from there. So, but it makes sense how they how they are like building blocks. Yeah. Well, um, that's I'm happy to hear that that you feel like there's some clarity there. Yeah. Um, I also this. I want to come back to some of the things that you brought up toward the beginning of the call around. So when I was asking you, like, what are you, what are your secrets for like having a happier life at the workshops? And you mentioned vulnerability and creativity and like making those harder moments rewarding and comforting. And I totally feel that those are all things that you could apply to like the way that you approach posting to Facebook or asking for help or whatever it is, you know, like I I want you to like embrace that in your your marketing approach and just like like how how can I bring passion to this or what's something that I can do that's gonna make this a more rewarding experience or how can I cultivate vulnerability? I think that those are all like perfect North Stars for you. Yeah, no, I th- I think that that's that's a good those are good points to circle back to, and you know I think the one that I don't hear a lot right now in my plan is creativity, but there mm-hmm. are kind of behind, underneath the surface I'm thinking about like oh I want to create these fun little like clips where it's maybe a few of us chatting about like either the absurd things that people say to us and like what that feels like or in mm-hmm. kind of a, a new world what you know what it looks like or just something that's very kind of light and playful on the surface but deep underneath mm-hmm. the surface that's just like maybe a minute long and mm-hmm. I think that would be I think that'd be really fun for me to play with um so I've been thinking about that but don't have clarity around it yet yeah mm. this is Gracie I'm gonna I'm gonna come in um and just to say I think um that I love that idea, and I love I love everything that you all both are saying, and um, and maybe that's a good seed to just kind of like maybe we can come back in a, a couple of months and, and revisit and just kind of see how Michelle's doing, and um, if, if Caroline, if you're willing, maybe kind of explore a few more ideas of how to bring more vulnerable vulnerability and creativity into the the business plan. Um, how does that sound? Sounds like a great plan. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, in the short term, I I love that you're already thinking about creative ways to approach this. And, um, yeah, I guess if there were if there were a takeaway here or a few takeaways, like uh, one might be just carving out some time to get in a creative space to, to think about, like, having those conversations or what are those one minute long playful and deep little uh, vignettes that you're sharing? Yeah, I'm actually really excited to do that. So I'm going to put it, I want to put it on the schedule. Yay. Awesome. Yeah, this is, it's so cool. And one more thing I'd love to reflect here is that um, Michelle, you were, you were saying that what you really took away from the intimacy conversation was, is like, how do you stay when it gets hard? And what I really hear you doing by, you know, pushing yourself into these places that feel a little bit or a lot uncomfortable is that you're staying when it gets hard and you're, you're really practicing a form of intimacy with, with your business right now, with your 
potential, you know, your people who are interested and potential clients in the future. And so this is where I really believe that if, if we can change our perspective, our spiritual process and our business process can become very similar. And if we can work through it on the business front, I think it helps with these other other issues that maybe are, are in our relationships or other parts of life. So I hear you doing that and just really admire you, you pushing yourself into these new territories and also just want to say a big happy birthday. And I have, I have birthday issues as well, so I completely Aww. understand. Oh, thank you so Thank you so much. And like, honestly, without the communities that are around me, I don't know that I would have been brave enough or be brave enough to try and really stay in the hard, in these hard moments. So I am so grateful for you and the communities that um, you've brought me into and for Caroline for all of her really great advice and for drawing some really um, helpful things out of me. So thank you so much to both of you. Mm-hmm. How are you going to celebrate your birthday, Michelle? Um, I am having coffee with um, a friend tomorrow late morning. and I'm going to go kayaking by myself, which I do not mind doing because I want to be on the water and enjoy the sunshine. And then I'm going to have dinner with um, some girlfriends of mine from law school. Sounds mm. awesome. Oh. And you're going to be posting on Facebook, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to post on Facebook, too. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I went to um, kayaking, a solo kayaking selfie. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like a little vine or something. <laughs> you ladies are amazing uh, I've really really appreciated this conversation and uh, what, you're, what you both are modeling and, and what you're doing with your businesses but also just in this, this collaboration of the vulnerability that I've heard on this call and the like willing to not really know and just uh, listening skills and all of these amazing qualities that I, I think we all can say that we need more of in our culture so I think you ladies are awesome and I'd, I'd love to um, just have you give the, the steps of how people can find out about your work and get in touch with you. So, Caroline, can you uh, mm-hmm. tell uh, the podcast listeners how to get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, so I have a website. It's carolinehenderson.org. It's just my first and last name, no hyphen, no dashes or anything. And that's C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-H-E-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. And you can email me there. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. It's Caroline Henderson Online Strategy Consulting. Um, and if you're in Gracie's uh, network, I, th- I think I probably post on a lot of her pages, so you might be able to find me that way too. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. So, yeah. Yeah, thanks, Darlene. And, and then, Michelle, how can, how can the listeners, I'm sure there are many a listener out there who wants to get in the Your Single We Get It network, so how do people find out about your work? So you can go to iTunes and search for Your Single We Get It. Your is spelled Y-O-U-R-E, no apostrophe no apostrophe because you can't do that on iTunes, or for URL. So the website is www.yoursinglewegetit.com. And on Facebook, just search for Your Single We Get It. You'll find it on Twitter. Our handle is Y-S-W-G-I, just the first initial of each word. And you could email us at Gmail, your, Y-O-U-R-E, your single, we get it, at gmail.com. Lovely. 
Thank you, ladies, so much. And I'll, I, I really would love to follow up in a couple of months. So you might, listeners out there, you might hear a little bit more from Michelle and Caroline and as Michelle's business develops. And, and I, as always, just really appreciate you all out there. So thanks for listening, and I hope you learned something. And um, I'm really always interested in the conversation around women in business and how we can, how we can do this more efficiently and with more beauty and grace. So email me if you have any comments or ideas. And, uh, again, thank you, ladies. Thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. this was a real pleasure. All right. Talk to you all soon. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Michelle. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. (laughs) Hi, this is Gracie with Beautiful Life Self-Care. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope you learned something new. If you want to connect more, then visit me at selfcarewithgracie.com. There you can sign up for my weekly newsletter where on Wednesday afternoons I'll send you more self-care practices more inspiration and more opportunity to connect to a community of people who really care about really good self-care. Also write me if you have any other questions or if you have ideas for future shows. My email address is selfcarewithgracie at gmail.com. Thanks a lot and remember keep putting yourself first and everything else will fall into place. Mm